Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. This morning on Why It Matters, we are going to talk about navigating meme stocks and the big tech market. You know, the world of investing and online trading has and really it continues to evolve at an exponential rate with social media and, of course, the speed at which trends tend to get picked up. It's crucial for investors to be able to keep up with the developments that are happening and, of course, make the right decisions. Now, the pace at which the market changes can be intimidating, especially if investors try to follow every trend and every new buzz that pops up. And even with a wealth of tools and resources, things like investment apps, social media or finance blogs, how can investors safely and successfully navigate an increasingly noisy and volatile market? Is investing in meme stocks perhaps the way to go? Well, uh, let's take a look at this plus Big Tech Stocks with Luke Lim, Managing Director at Philip Capital. Luke, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. I mean, just to to get the setting right, let's talk a little bit about the investing scene. I want to get your thoughts on how things have evolved, especially through the pandemic and, and, you know, really in the last year. Yeah, uh, I think definitely. I think the pandemic has offered a lot of uncertainty and also given a lot of investors time to reflect and plan their investments. Uh, so we saw a lot of investors entering the market, and I think that is good. At this point of time, we also are seeing the uh, growth of uh, cryptocurrencies among the young, especially younger generation, because of its alluring uh, attributes, like its volatile nature of up and downs, and the world it promises. Right? And today we see over 3 million crypto investors today. On the other side, I also see investors who also want equity exposure and they have been moving to ETS and our robo-investing. And we think this is also a right move because investors today or people today are very busy and they want to let the robos run it for them and it allows them to diversify their portfolio with convenience and trading flexibility. And it's also relatively expensive. Uh, inexpensive and less risky than investing in individual stocks. Uh, I think one of my wishes, if I see new investors come to join this trend, it's really the area of discipline strategy approach uh, in investing and trading. Actually, look, interesting you bring up wishes, right? Because as recent as, say, maybe five years ago, there was this general sentiment, this general wish that more people will get into investing. Would you say the pandemic has really pushed people to acquire knowledge and, and give it a go in that sense? Um, oh, uh, definitely. Um, we begin to see people who have never tried investing before to try it. Yeah. Most of our new accounts trade about one to two stocks uh, as they first start. And it's usually a stock they've heard before. And it's usually a stock that they've, it's uh, like a trendy, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they've tried it. And when you try it, and my role, and I tell my reminders and my dealers, is that we have to help the client build a diversified portfolio and really educate them because they can enjoy the upside But when the market comes, and that's where the professional advice of my dealers and reminders will come to play. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Let's talk a little bit about meme stocks. Um, I suppose, for a start, could you help define it for us? And how exactly does a meme stock work? This this word has been going around for the past year. Yeah, I think meme stocks are basically stocks that are trending on the social media, retail social media. Uh, It's typically stocks that are not followed by the institutional markets, uh, but it's just trending on social media, and hence we call it meme stocks. And it's generally traded a majority by retail investors. Uh, and, and I think that's the way it trades, and that's the way the price moves as well. 
Mm. Um, most of the meme stocks are generally uh, categorized as tech stocks, and most of them are tech stocks because that's where the social media are familiar with them. Tech stocks are leering uh, because they provide a huge gains when investors get it right. Uh, mm. However, it requires the retail investor to have the expertise to pick the, pick the right tech stock. And it can be hazardous, as we can see by the recent weakness in the NASDAQ. Mm. Uh, the hype over unprofitable tech is over, and we believe that it's back to semiconductors and big tech. A mutual fund may be appropriate because when you expose yourself in a mutual fund for semicolon or big tech, I think the fund managers will do the picking for you and they have the necessary expertise to be able to select the better companies from the large universe. The other thing about mean stocks or tech stocks, they are also fairly volatile. And therefore, if you want to, uh, or you are an investor while thinking of still holding a portfolio of tech stocks, I think just make sure you do right sizing, allocate enough. Uh, because the stock prices of these tech stocks have huge gyration. Uh, and of course, if you, and it does affect uh, my clients too uh, emotionally. And they get emotional and they, when, when they're emotional, they can't think uh, rationally. And then they will start selling low uh, or uh, selling high or selling when they suddenly need uh, funds. Yeah. So I think that can be quite dangerous. Yeah, I hear you on that, that the emotional part. You will always hear people advising to, to hold on and all that. This volatility, it has created quite a bit of debate and controversy, hasn't it? Definitely. I think if some of my investors are technical analysis or students of technical analysis, okay. and for those investors or traders or wannabes, they believe in volatility, they like volatility because that's where the action is, right? And you want to trade the stocks that are volatile because it's easier for you to time and it's and the time frame is shorter, right? So therefore, you, the time span as the stock moves in big swings is easier. So that's for the traders, right? Mm. Who are doing it more actively, they like volatility and they try on it and you know they watch the market very closely and that's why you hear my dealers you know or my brokers saying words like oh the, the stock is trending up the stock is trending down the technical industry says this and you know trend is my friend uh, however if my client is an investor uh, then i'll say the trend has a different meaning to them they may mean trend as trendy and i think it's very dangerous to follow trendy trends because a trendy trend could be hype could be noise could be lots of social media with little fundamentals. And when you trade stocks that are trendy with no fundamentals, then you're caught up with the noise and there's no real basis for the stock price movement. And I think that can be very, very uh, dangerous and beware. However, we have also investors that call our line and say, oh, I think I spotted a trend, right? That means the other bright ones. Uh, then naturally, our dealers are reminded what we will do is we'll try and help them uh, talk through with them, discuss with them, try and give them the real world information, the events that are actually happening around the world, what government policies to support this trend. And if all the data points, you know, fall in line, then maybe, you know, our investors have discovered a trend. And I think that's the fun about investing. And that's the, the interesting about investing, where you observe, you analyze, and you make a call. Mm-hmm. And it's all about probabilities, right? Nothing is guaranteed in the world. And when you can weigh the outcomes and weigh your probabilities and make a decision and you're right, I think that's where you have a sense of satisfaction. Okay. You talked about dangerous. How dangerous is it for me to ask you right now, how do you identify a good long-term meme stock? What are some of the top ones right now? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a great question. I think uh, when Elon Musk announced his acquisition of Twitter, yeah. I think one of the reasons was because he liked using it. Yes. Right? He used it so much. He saw what it could be in the future. And I think that's where long-term investing is a little bit like that. You are looking to the future and saying, okay, the future will be like this. 
And therefore, I believe in this hypothesis. I believe in the company. I believe for what it stands for. And I like to invest uh, because my money is also hard-earned. Mm-hmm. And I want to invest in companies that reflect the future or reflect my values. And I think this, this idea of values or my personal values uh, inputting into my long-term investment plan becomes a growing trend. And that's why we see the growth of ESG. I begin to have some investors ask me, you know, what does the company stand for? Mm-hmm. And because of some of these areas or, or wish lists, uh, I begin to see my clients asking us, uh, we begin to invite the company's management to talk to our investors also so that my investors can meet the custom, uh, meet the management of the listed company to feel and to say, does this person or the CEO stand for my values? I think that's one area. Should, you should invest in stocks that you believe in that will last for the long term. I think that's one area. Then you go to the fundamentals and picking individual stocks it is very, very time-consuming. Yeah. I've given an idea what my analysts go through <laughs> or my research team go through okay. when they take a stock, right? The first thing they do, number one, is my analysts are organized by sectors, mm. right? So they're all sector-organized. And then after which, they'll first do an MBA SWOT-like analysis that a consultant will do. Second thing they'll do is they'll do a financial model like an accountant. And then they'll meet the listed company management and they'll be like a FBI detective, right? Is the guy saying the truth, right? Mm-hmm. In his annual report 10 years ago, did he deliver what he said he would do, right? And then finally, they will become like an insurance actuary. They will weigh the risk of the company, right? So first consultant, then an accountant, then an FBI detective, then an insurance actuary. And then finally, they will do this all over again for all the companies in their sector. After which, they'll pick the best company of that sector that scores highest. And then they will tell the investors, this is our buy call, right? It takes at least one month of full-time hard work for yeah. one analyst just to initiate one company report. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's I mean, a lot of effort, a lot of effort. A lot, lot, lot meticulous, of very meticulous. Actually, look, on the back of earlier talking about Twitter, just for a little bit of context, would you consider Twitter right now then as trending or trendy? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, I think when we look at the adoption rate of, uh, at least some of the leading indicators yeah. for businesses like Twitter, you can see the age profile. When we were younger, Twitter's age uh, adoption rate, users were younger. Yes. And then you can see that users get older. I think it's just generally what you see. Mm. And therefore, companies like Twitter need to figure out how they can reinvent themselves so that they can continue to increase their subscription rate because the number of subscribers of Twitter will be the main indicator. So when you do a fundamental analysis approach, I think that you want to ask yourself, what is the leading indicator? And if you can see, it's the company reinventing ourselves. And some companies like Facebook will do acquisitions, right? So they will buy over a younger, trendier brand, okay. right? And, and that's the idea. And that's how they evolve. Likewise for Microsoft, right? They buy younger, trendier. So they'll buy gaming companies, right? To mm. again, replace that subscription or their mind share. And I think that's how some of the strat- companies, the strategies they, they deploy. And I think as you see them growing, meaning they're investing in the future, these stocks will then have a longer term future. I think that's great because at least it helps gives us a bit of context whenever we look at these stocks and we can do our own analysis to a certain degree. I want to talk a bit about big tech though. Uh, tech stocks off to a bit of a rough start. Your thoughts on how it's going to pan out for the rest of 2022 where tech is concerned? I think the first area where tech is concerned is I think the, the supply chain disruption has a big impact. The rising interest rates will also have a big impact. 
Uh, and therefore, delivery dates will be affected. And of course, big tech needs supply chain. The semicon needs to continue to work. And I think that will offer some risk and consideration where investors will come into play uh, in the area of investing in big tech. However, on the upside, we also have the area of the reopening up yeah. uh, with the fashion of China, but the reopening up. And I think when the economy starts reopening up, then therefore the investments and the supply chain will be back in order. So I think your, the just-in-time sort of supply chain has been affected. Big tech, and I think this has impact also the last one is the area of oil price as well. So I think when with oil price high, of course, then the cost of manufacturing some of these semicons should increase as well. So I think that will be the, the concerns we have. So we are generally cautiously optimistic about big tech, and our call is now to move to semicon and the big tech. Uh, look, to wrap things up, sort of like a blanket piece of advice, you know, when it comes to navigating these sort of meme stocks or navigating the big tech market, what would your general advice be? And why is it better to, you know, get... A a company like Philip Capital to help you as a customer to get that big picture? Yeah, I think uh, what investors are looking for, number one, you know, it's someone they can trust. I think that's the most important. I think as our role or what my team does, both my tech team and my frontline team and my analysts do, is we really want to empower the retail investors. And I think Philip has been around for over 45 years. Yeah. And that's something we are invested in. We are here to stay. And because we're here to stay, many of our clients have very long relationship with us, some second generation, some three generations uh, as well. Even for our clients who are under three generations with us, we've launched a product called the Share Builder Plan, where even the young junior investors can also uh, participate in. The other area is the area of education. In Philip, we have weekly seminars and courses to teach our investors how to trade, uh, how to invest. Uh, and we also invite uh, expert investment speakers, whether they're from the fund managed fund houses or from the exchanges, to also help our investors, give them the tools to invest. And finally, the area of uh, tech. We are upgrading our tech. Uh, Podiums has been around for over 20 years, yeah. and we continue to reinvest in our tech. And one of the beautiful things about Philip is that we build our own tech. And when we build our own tech, it means I can build things that what my investors want. And we introduced over hundreds of investors and traders to build our new Podium 3, and we continue to reinvest. And I think when we reinvest that in our tech, uh, we'll give back to our investors. Uh, so the end goal is really to empower our investors so that they can plan and develop financial independence. I um, think that's our goal. That's really well put. We've been speaking with Luke Lim, Managing Director for Philip Capital. Luke, appreciate your time this morning. Take care and stay safe, yeah? Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.